Welcome to the Future Done Right podcast, where we examine the future of business to bring lessons to you, the business owner or the business leader, about what the future of business is, key lessons that you can implement now. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel where we put the original videos from our interviews at Future Done Right. Yes, the Future Done Right YouTube channel. And you can check us out at futuredoneright.com to get free gifts, books, and other materials that can help you prepare for the future of the business. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, it's the Arshan. Welcome to another edition of the Future Done Right Show. Today we have Amy Fulmer joining us. We're going to be talking about dealing with setbacks. Uh, those of you who tune into the show regularly know that we take a broad view of the future of business. And one of the things we talk a lot about is owning your destiny, uh, taking control of where you're going. But part of that is you're going to have setbacks. There's going to be difficulties. Problems are going to arise along the way. And Amy works with a lot of people on really dealing with that. And we'll get into her story here in a little bit and uh, how she knows so much about it. But she's got some great lessons for us. I think it's important that we stop either for yourself or maybe somebody you know that's dealing with some setbacks. How do they move past it? How do they keep moving forward? And what do we do with that? Uh, for those of you who don't know me as well, I'm the Arshan. I'm a corporate lawyer by training. I help people with ownership and control their business in my day job. So that's mergers, that's capital raise, that's partnership agreements, contract negotiations. And all that gets me into planning and the future of business, which is where the Future Done Right show came from, is to give business owners and business leaders like yourself ideas about the future of business so that you can plan better and make better plans at work. That's our dedication on the show. We'd love your comments as we get talking to Amy today about what you're hearing, what you're learning, maybe what you need us to cover in the future. We just want to know what's going on in your world so we can tune the content into you. So drop the comments wherever you're watching. Might be our Sean McBride fans and audience on Facebook, Future Drum Right on YouTube. Might be one of our LinkedIn feeds. Wherever you're at, we want to hear from you, so let us know. Uh, we want to know what's going on. Uh, one quick reminder I always like to say is we don't do investment advice. We don't do legal advice on the show. For those items, consult your own advisors. Everything here is just for your education, just give you some ideas to help improve your business. You can consult with your specific advisors for your specific situations. So, Amy, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, hi, Sean. Thank you for having me. I think this is such an important topic, you know. Um, and part of it's just the social stigma around it. Part of it's just the reality of where we're headed in the world. I mean, everybody's going to have setbacks at different times in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, you know, why is this so important? And, uh, you know, what, what can we do about this? And how can we prepare? Well, Sean, um, I've had horrific setbacks. And I think anyone who's lived any type of life has had setbacks. It, it goes with life. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the big thing is people seem to feel like if they've had setbacks, there's something wrong or they did something wrong. But I have found that personally and professionally, um, my setbacks have been my greatest teachers. Yeah. Um, and I know that's a really hard pill to swallow. So, you know, for your audience. Um, I have a really interesting background. I've been director of recruitment at Future Tech Staffing out in Los Angeles for 23 years. And we are, you know, one of the leaders in the IT engineering uh, staffing space. Sure. Um, and we've done that, you know, for a long, long time. I'm very proud of our work. 
We've dealt with Fortune 50 companies and tiny, tiny, tiny small companies across the United States. So that's one foot in one camp. Yeah. Um, in 2014, my only child died. And um, since that time, I've written a book that is a uh, selling globally. I work with many bereaved parents. Um, my work is followed now in over 50 countries yeah. about what happens next. Mm -hmm. um, so I've got one foot in a very heartfelt personal. Sure. I mean, because I think the death of a child is the ultimate setback. Yep. And then, of course, owning a business, you know, it's <laughs> this. Yeah, it can be mean, a roller coaster, yes. I mean, it's part, you know, business owner setback. I mean, that's just the way it goes. And it's how you recover from those. Yep. Um, you know, so anybody who's sitting behind a business desk for 20, 25 years, I have a lot of respect for. Yeah, I mean, because there are ups and downs. There's good times, there's bad times. I'm big about planning. That's my whole world is building and executing business plans. But the reality is the business plans don't always execute the way we plan. And, of course, life, life props up. I mean, you, you've had some major life events, you know, death of a family member. Uh, you know, that, that will adjust things. And so I think part of it is people just need to be realistic and understand that, right? I mean, it's uh, good to have plans. I want people planning. But you also have to understand you may have to adjust your plans on a moment's notice. Yes, absolutely. And that is often first and foremost, an internal process. Um, people think, oh, adjust my plans. You get my business plan out and, you know, start going through the list. But I, I'm not sure it works that simply. I think you've got to go inside your head mm -hmm. and regroup, reset. Um, right. I know I did that with my business after my son died. I made a lot of changes yeah. just because the person where I was at in that point in my life, what I had been doing up until that point needed to be modified to suit my new path that I was on. Yep. And there was no playbook for that, Sean. There was just no playbook. Right. I mean, it's, it's a re-experimentation. And I think, I think there's, a, there's a lesson there, right? So people, if, if you're in a situation, you have something major happen, or maybe you're watching this video and you're thinking about a friend that just recently had something major happen, you know, feel free to forward it to them and talk to them. But if something major happens, you've got to step and kind of reevaluate your footing, reevaluate your values. I mean, you got to go back to fundamentals. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But the cool thing is that at least I found, um, well, my situation was so peppered with grief and drowned yeah. in grief that it was sure. hard for me to get my equilibrium. But the really cool thing is, is when you go back to zero, you really never go back to zero. Right. Because you can take with you. Um, I took and gathered so much uh, business knowledge on my little trail. Yeah. Huge success and huge failure. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I have. And many of these lessons are cumulative, right? I mean, it's, it's the accumulation of lessons, it's the accumulation of life experiences, and then it all comes together. Like you say, you don't, when you, when you restart, you're starting from a different place because you have that wisdom. And Absol absolutely. And that's where I think kind of the unexpected kicker of, I mean, it's happening to me again right now. I mean, things are happening and I just didn't expect them. And I was like, you know what? It's all those years um, of my knowledge. And certainly I could have never made it through what I made it through being younger mm -hmm. 
and not having the knowledge that I had, it just would, I would, it would have crashed and failed. Yeah. So, you know, let's talk about the business reality of it. I mean, you and I have talked about this on the phone a little bit, but you know, you, you have a death of a, of a close loved one, you know, a son, a parent, whatever. And, you know, your, your values shift and your focus on business shifts, right? So what, what do you do at that point? Well, I'll give you kind of a drill down. Um, yeah. My outlook with my clients now, um, I don't have a lot of time to waste. When you lose a first degree family member, meaning, you know, spouse, sister, brother, parent, of which I've lost, yeah. um, you realize life is short. So, you know, what I would put up with from clients 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I, I just won't do it anymore, Sean. Right. So, you, so, so it changes your values, changes your thinking on, on time usage and who you work with. Exactly. And on the flip side, um, I'm a lot more tolerant for the oops factor. You know, in staffing, wonky things happen with candidates. Um, and because, you know, grief is so humbling, mm -hmm. it's so humbling. I don't get as upset when they say, oh, you know, I, I didn't get your message. I was out of cell range. And, you know, here you're in negotiations on a top level job and you're right. down to hours and they decide to go hiking with their cell phone and they don't, you know, think that you're going to call back with a counteroffer and we have to make a decision by close of business that day. Yeah. And you know, it's just a human thing. It happens. And it's odd because I'll have a little bit more tolerance for the oops factor now, mm -hmm. um, the personal component, but yet, on other levels, I just don't have the tolerance. If I feel people are really wasting time playing games, trying to negotiate, trying to pull a fast one, um, I can see right through it. And so I just cut right to the chase. And I think yeah. it's a good thing. Well, it's huge. You know, and we hear other people bring this up in other contexts. You bring it up from kind of a grief, loss, life perspective way. But a lot of us business owners have found that it's, it's very good for us to filter clients, right? And to have those, I guess, for, or boundaries is probably the best term for it, right? Of, you know, I'm not going to deal with people who are constantly indecisive. They don't know what they want. They're, you know, shopping 10 other lawyers in my legal practice. You know, at some point you just say enough's enough, you know, and you don't waste your time on things. You know, absolutely. And I think the word boundaries is a good idea. Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting too, because I'm at the, you know, the older end of the work scale generation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of my clients, our clients are millennials in the human resources departments and yeah. young, fresh people coming into the game. And um, it's really interesting. There is a dynamic of the generations yes. and things that they think are acceptable. I just don't. So you, you, you do have to bend with that as well, mm -hmm. you know, um, so maybe your old school filtering system won't work with millennials where it will work with, let's say you and I were doing a deal and right. I felt like there was some monkey business. I would say, Sean, you know, yeah. be honest with me here, you know, and I would just call you out. Whereas young people, sometimes I just don't, I'm not really sure they even know what they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's been, it's a different culture and different style, certainly. Right. And, uh, that's something that comes up a lot in, in business. I think all of us are dealing with that challenge of how do you blend all these generations together that are working together. We got older generations that are still hanging into the workforce. And then we've got younger generations that think radically different and we all got to come to the table and somehow figure out how to get stuff done. Right. Right. And I think that's going to go on for a while mm -hmm. uh, because the baby boomers aren't going to be able to afford to retire. Right. 
baby boomers are hanging around for a while. Um, you know, millennials obviously have a huge population number. If you look at the graphs, you know, they're going to pass the baby boomers in population at some point here in the next five to 10 years. And so, you know, they're going to dominate the workforce here soon. And then we still got, you know, a generation coming after the millennials who have even radically different styles from the millennials. Exactly. And then, of course, you've got technology, which, yes. I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. And it's getting more and more and more. Um, <clears throat> I mean, with the advent of um, AI, we're doing yep. a lot of that right now. Mm -hmm. um, and that's revolutionizing our business in a, in a very positive way. Um, but, you know, there's so many new things, the blockchain coming online. Um, I mean, what we're going to see in the next two to three years is going to be extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah. I think if the older people don't keep up with technology, I think you're going to be a little bit washed out. Well, and that's definitely a concern, you know, and our, our theme today is dealing with setbacks or dealing with loss, dealing with disruption. And I think there's a lot of people that are going to have setbacks, loss, disruption from technology because this stuff is coming. Um, you know, I was on a radio show a couple months ago and the host was asking about, you know, what do you do um, when, you know, for people that just don't want to learn new skills? Well, for some people, it's not going to be an option, right? Some of the baby boomers that are sitting out there trying to make it to retirement you know, the technology may change before they get to retirement. Their job may be eliminated. Um, well, uh, check this out, Sean. I'm doing a huge body of work right now on crypto um, because crypto sits on the blockchain. Sure. Um, and listen, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just a business owner. But the reason why I'm studying up so hard on it is because I believe in the next year, two, maybe three, very rapidly, we are going to move to... Um, online electronic wallets yeah. and fiat currency is going to become less. I mean, the ideas of people walking around with fiat in their wallets yeah. um, or businesses, B2B, uh, you know, me writing you a check for services, I'm just going to log on to whether it's my Coinbase Bitcoin account or yeah. my JP Morgan coin account, and I'm going to transfer to you outside of the central banking system. Yes. The, and then you'll get it in and you'll log into your account and you'll say, well, she paid me in, in JP Morgan coins, but I'm going to transfer that to my Ethereum wallet or whatever right. it is that you want to do. But that stuff is sophisticated and I'm getting out in front of it because I was caught with my hand in the cookie jar when um, I remember this, when I first got into recruiting, there was the thermal faxes and there was mm. no PCs yeah. and they came online. Oh, I mean, I was reeling on how to work email yeah. You know, I was a young mother at the time. I was a single mother doing juggling. And I remember thinking, can I just fax this resume? And the client's like, no, we, it's got to go into our ATS system. Um, and I didn't even know what that was. Yes. So now I'm getting out in front of it because I do think this electronic money and it's going to affect all of us. Well, a lot of us think it's coming. You know, we do some segments on the Future Done Right show about cryptocurrency and blockchain. It's one of our regular topics, you know, and uh the stuff has the potential to change a lot. And there's a lot of people that are in denial. I know people that are like, well, you know, it's still not there yet. It's still not working. You know, obviously cryptocurrency hasn't hit critical mass yet, but I, I like you see the day coming because there's reasons for it, right? There's reasons why big retailers want to use blockchain to track their inventory. And that it's natural to layer cryptocurrency on top of that. So if you get big players using cryptocurrency, then, their suppliers need to use cryptocurrency. And then what are you going to do with all this cryptocurrency? Well, you're probably going to want to buy stuff in it. Uh, well, so it trickles through the whole market. So it, when it comes, it makes a lot of change. Well, the adoption um, 
the thing about technology, again, because I saw this um, yeah. throughout my IT career, when things happen, they happen fast. Yeah. I mean, overnight, like all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, where did this come from? Right. Um, and so talk about a setback, all the companies that are not prepared to deal with electronic money, because I feel if and when it comes, it's going to come online so fast. It's going to yeah. take a lot of people off guard. And that's going to be a setback for them. I think, yeah, it could be a huge setback. And that's, you know, one of the reasons we talk about it so much on the show is because we anticipate that there's going to be a lot of people that are dealing with change in some way, shape, or form. And, and this stuff, you know, you're either ahead of the curve or you're behind the curve. Obviously, we're trying to get people to be planning and proactive and ready to go because uh, you don't want to be surprised when suddenly, you know, everybody else is using cryptocurrency and now you're at a competitive disadvantage because you can't or you don't have the systems in place for it. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, so we got to, we got to plan it. I mean, I guess that's a form of loss too. Just knowing right now that sitting in the same place is not safe and secure. And there was a time maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago where a lot of people could be complacent in their businesses and you would, you would hold on for a while. But now with technology changing so fast and the demands changing so fast, I think a lot of people have lost that security, right? We're all on the treadmill and we've got to keep up because if we don't, we're going to fall behind. Well, you know, I'll take it one step farther. Um, we'll, we will never, our lives will never be, we'll never see what we saw before. Yeah. And I'm already mourning. It's going to be sad when I can't go to the bank and get cash and walk in pay cash at Starbucks, you know, in Sweden, they're putting chips under the thumbs right now. Yeah. And people just walk in, swipe their thumb, they embed them right under the skin. Wow. And that's their, like their debit cards. And that's today. Yeah. And they don't, I mean, they think it's so backwards to even think about using Apple Pay or something. Right. Because it's just embedded. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm already mourning um, my simple life system, you know, even just writing business checks anymore, we write so few business checks. Yes. Which is why I'm a proponent of, um, or very interested, I should say, in um, cryptocurrency, because to move money from country to country is expensive, and it has to go through about five different clearing banks. Yeah. And with crypto, it happens in about five seconds. Yes, there's a lot of efficiency to it. You know, the smart contracts, the other thing people talk about layering on top of it is just rather than having a contract and then having accounts payable department accounts receivable department something happens in the contract somebody's got to go remember to send the payment payment needs to be sent needs to be followed up on you know the concept is smart contract you trigger an event and that event just sends the money the cryptocurrency goes um that speeds things up a lot and it takes away a lot of the repetitive work that's out there and for for people doing the repetitive work though you got to be ready to make a change because at some point there won't be as many accounts receivable or accounts payable people because well adoptability is the name of the game and i think that goes with you know when you talk about loss mm -hmm. and you talk about bouncing back and resiliency yeah. um adoption and i believe that with all these shutdowns um and i know it's hard if you're an online manufacturing engineer and your job has been outsourced to china i saw so much of that in my yeah. career and it's very heartbreaking but i do think that people can adopt and i think there's opportunity and i think that's part of the game exactly well that's what we're encouraging people to do right is to get ahead of the ball um 
you know, loss, you know, unexpected events are going to happen as we started the show. And that's kind of Amy's area of expertise. And uh, definitely want to encourage you to check out her book and get, get to know her stuff. And we'll ask her about that in a minute, but, you know, get to know the, get to, get to know about how to deal with loss because those things are going to come, but to the extent you can avoid it, get ahead of things so that these loss events don't happen to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then also just study, you know, I study about an hour a day on blockchain and crypto yep. and, and, you know, it keeps your brain going. It keeps you on top of things. Right. So Amy, I know you have your book out there. I know you work with people. Um, why don't you tell people how they can check out your work, how they can get a hold of you and uh, get okay. a copy of your book. So um, my resources that I send all grieving people and primarily my drill down body of work is uh, bereaved parents. Mm -hmm. Um, however, the principles of grief are the same. So if you've lost a, you know, um, first degree family member, a dog, a cat, a job, if you go to my website, amyfulmer.com, that's A-M-Y-F-U-L-M-E-R.com, um, you can access my free survival checklists that are on there and available. Um, my Facebook author page also has a lot of content about grieving, loss, videos, things like that. Yep. Um, you can reach out to me directly through my website. I do work directly with people, as many as I can and as much time as I have. That's very rewarding. Um, we just need a little light and to show the way because our society doesn't teach us how to grieve. There's no playbook for that either. Right, and, there, and there's, it's just something we don't talk about enough, right? As we're going along, there's just not enough conversation about dealing with grief, dealing with loss. Everybody, like you said, they like to compartmentalize this or pretend like it doesn't happen. So I think opening the conversation is going to help a lot of people. So right. go check out Amy's resources, get familiar with them, pass them along to your friends. I mean, that, that happened recently with me as uh, one of my friends saw Amy's work and then inquired. So, you know, spread the message that she's out there and she can help people. Uh, for those of you viewing, I'd like you to take a moment, pat yourself on the back for doing the hard work, investing in yourself, thinking about these difficult issues before they become bigger. You're the ones that are going to own the future of business because you're making the investments. I want to remind you, drop your comments wherever you're watching, and then go over to futuredoneright.com. See our past episodes, see our upcoming guests, get on our email list for some inside tips and tricks, and you know, subscribe to the Future Done Right YouTube channel so you can see these videos as they pop up. Uh, Amy, thanks for making some time for us today. It was a lot of fun, and I think uh, I learned a lot. Of, yes. One more, one question for you. Yes. yes. Where did you get your jacket? Ordered it online. So I have my a lot of my do business differently jackets. Those that tune into the show regularly, they'll see this. But uh, order them online, and I always try to wear something just a little bit different to encourage people to think about how they can be unique and different in business. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for joining me today, Amy. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Bye. And that concludes this episode of the Future Done Right podcast. Make sure you check us out at futuredoneright.com to get free books on the future of business and other reference materials. Make sure you subscribe to the Future Done Right YouTube channel and click the bell to get notifications. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast on popular podcast platforms so that you don't miss another episode. We look forward to seeing you on a future edition of The Future Done Right Show.